from deep inside your audio device of choice. And now, ladies and gentlemen, news of the godly. Wow. That quick, huh? Yes, indeed. Father Louis Brouillard allegedly made young boys walk about eight miles after they refused to swim naked. For him, it was a thing he wanted, he needed, and he's objected them to repeated sexual abuse at the Mangilao Parish. This is in Guam, still in Guam with the thing, according to the lawsuit that was filed this week in federal court. A plaintiff identified as B.F., Protected his privacy, filed a $10 million clergy sex abuse lawsuit against the Archdiocese of Agana, the Boy Scouts of America. I shouldn't laugh. Bruyard and Scout leader Edward Pereira, along with up to 50 others. Don't they call that a conspiracy? Not in Guam, apparently. Maybe they do. He was about 10 to 11 years old, says BF, when Bruyard, also a scoutmaster, and Pereira sexually abused and molested him. B.F., now 63, said in his lawsuit, while he never officially became an altar boy and a member of the Scouts, Briard allowed him to be a backup altar boy. I said backup altar boy and participate in Boy Scouts outings. I said outings. On many occasions over a two-year period, B.F. was sexually molested and abused by Briard while hanging out inside the rectory, according to the lawsuit. Come on, hang out in the rectory everybody. The um, abuses include Briard subjecting BF and his friends to his presence walking around naked. That sounds familiar. What could be wrong with that? He didn't show him his... And routinely instructing them to remove their clothes and sit on his lap, according to the lawsuit. When BF and others sat on his lap, Briard would further abuse and molest them and force them to perform sexual acts on the priest, according to the lawsuit. During Boy Scout outings, Briard would also grope BF and other boys, according to the complaints. On two occasions, at a place called Agana Springs, BF and a few of his friends refused to remove their clothes, and Briard made them walk home, the eight-mile walk. For about a year, Pereira, the scout leader, also routinely groped BF outside of his clothing while hanging out at the parish. Don't know if it was in the rectory or not. Archdiocese of Agana clergy including a now-deceased bishop, knew about Briard's activities but remained quiet, according to the lawsuit. B.F. is the 143rd person to file a clergy sex lawsuit against the archdiocese, priests, and other, others associated with the Catholic Church in Guam. I didn't know 143 people lived in Guam. Briard is now 96, He's the only accused Guam clergy person who was admitted to sexually abusing children while on the island. He was recently deposed in Pine City, Minnesota. Pine City, Minnesota, don't you know? In connection with the nearly 90 lawsuits filed against him. Plaintiffs, the church, the Boy Scouts, and other defendants are working on a proposed mediation to resolve the cases instead of going to trial. He's 96. Make him walk eight miles. News of the Godly, ladies and gentlemen. Copyrighted feature of Hello, Welcome to the Show.
it's that kind of week, you know, when the uh, word fondling is not the word used on the front page of the New York Times. So a, a more literal word appears. And so we uh, we lead off with news of the godly. And uh, from the edge of America, from the home of the homeless, I'm Harry Shearer. welcoming you to this somewhat saucy edition of the show. But um, before we get to more of that, our freedom-loving friends in Saudi Arabia are um, in the middle of big news this week, much of which we don't really understand. Um, You may be aware that the president of Lebanon flew to Saudi Arabia and then went on Saudi TV to announce he was quitting as president of Lebanon. It's... um, you, you could say his Uber driver made a big mistake, but no, something else is going on. Lebanon believes that uh, former President Hariri is being kept in Saudi Arabia. Oh, he, he resigned as prime minister, sorry, not president. Two top government officials told Reuters they think this. Even if he were allowed to leave Saudi Arabia, apparently his wife and children are there as well. We'll think all leverage. A third source, a senior politician close to Hariri, who is allied with the Saudis in the complex web of Lebanese politics, said Saudi Arabia had ordered him to resign and put him under house arrest. A fourth source, familiar with the situation, told Reuters Saudi Arabia was controlling and limiting his movement. He can't do this thing with the legs and the jerking arm movement. His party... His political party said his return home was necessary to uphold the Lebanese system. The resignation came as a shock even to his aides, further embroiling Beirut in a regional contest between Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and Tehran, capital of Iran. It fueled wide speculation that the Sunni Muslim population was coerced into stepping down by Saudi Arabia as it seeks to hit back against Iran and its Lebanese Shiite ally, Hezbollah. In his resignation speech, Hariri denounced Iran and Hezbollah for sowing strife in Arab states and said he feared assassination. His father, a former prime minister, was killed by a bomb in 2005. I don't think it runs in the... Maybe it does. Saudi Arabia denies reports he's under house arrests. Hariri has issued no statements himself to that effect and has not denied that his movements are being restricted. He can't do the, th- the thing with the waist and the elbows. Keeping him with restricted freedom in Riyadh is an attack on Lebanese sovereignty, said a senior Lebanese official, speaking on condition of anonymity because he didn't want his father to be killed. Saudi Arabia says Hariri resigned because Hezbollah, which was included in Hariri's coalition government, had hijacked Lebanon's political system. Until Thursday of last week, Hariri's aides denied he was under, no, sorry, of this week, denied he was under house arrest, but they took a dramatically different tone after a meeting of the political party at um, Hariri's Beirut residence. Hariri came to office last year in a political deal that made Hezbollah allied Christian politician. There's a head twister for you. A Christian politician allied with Shiite Hezbollah. That's um, Michel Aoun, man with three... Vowels and only one consonant in his name made him head of state and produced a coalition government 
of most Lebanese parties, which Saudi Arabia had blessed at the time, but has been fiercely critical of that government since he stepped down, saying it failed to act against Hezbollah, which, since it was in his coalition, seems to be obvious. Saudi Arabia wanted him to take a tougher line toward them. He failed to do so. Saudi Saudi Arabia this week lumped Lebanon together with Hezbollah as parties that are hostile to it, breaking with a long-established policy. Of course, that's not all that's been happening in Saudi Arabia this week. The new young prince, not the fresh prince, but the new young prince, rounded up a bunch of other princes, part of the other line of the family that he replaced when he took office, and um, has them ensconced in detention in the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Riyadh. Hotel has kicked out all its other guests to make way for the detainees, sleeping on the floor, but what room service? So, and and then, of course, uh, I shouldn't say of course, you may not know this, shortly after Hariri, the Lebanese prime minister, announced his resignation in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia intercepted and shot down a missile that apparently was fired by the Houthi rebels in Yemen, whom the Saudis have been pounding with the help of the Americans and the Brits for the last three years. Saudis declared that was an act of war. The whole thing is an act of war. Two U.S. officials said the Saudis, led by Crown Prince Mohammed, that's the new guy, the fresh prince, had encouraged the Lebanese prime minister to leave office. The Saudis are great encouragers. I I, I hear our freedom-loving friends in Saudi Arabia. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you may not have heard of the nitrate time bomb, but you can't say that after the next two minutes. Huge quantities of nitrate chemicals from farm fertilizers. Now, we knew that the fertilizers were leaching nitrates from the soil into uh, the rivers here in the United States, mainly the Mississippi, because it drains all of the mid-continent, helping to create the dead zone in the Gulf of Mexico. Come come for the dead zone. Stay for the dead zone. But um, now we learn that the nitrate chemicals from farm fertilizers are polluting the rocks beneath our feet. Researchers at the British Geological Survey said it can have severe global-scale consequences. That's for around the world, for rivers, water supplies, human health, and the thing. The nitrate will be released from the rocks into rivers via springs. It's a system that will cause toxic algae blooms and fish deaths and will cost industry and consumers billions of dollars a year in extra water treatment. The paper appears in Nature Communications of Scientists from the British Geological Survey and Lancaster University, or Lancaster University, estimated up to 180 million tons of nitrate are stored in rocks worldwide, not drawing any interest, perhaps twice the amount that, of nitrate that is in the soil. This is the first global estimate of the amount of nitrate trapped between the soil layer and the water-bearing aquifers below. The soil above, the water below. 
They warn that over time the nitrate will inevitably slowly seep into the aquifers where it'll fight, I guess, with the, the stuff from fracking. Most nitrite, the team says, is in rocks in North America, China, and Europe where fertilizer has been lavishly applied, that's the BBC's word, for decades. In some developed countries, the amount of nitrate stored in the rocks is increasing despite improvements in farming practice and the introduction of rules to control the pollutant. (laughs) I spit at your rules. In developing countries, the problem is currently not so severe, but there's an urgent need to ward off the kind of damage rich countries are enjoying. Water and the pollutant travels through the rocks below our feet very slowly, says a hydrogeologist at the British Geological Society. He's the lead author. This and a history of intensive agriculture means that a large store of nitrate pollution has built up over time. When it's released, it will continue to impact water quality for decades, in some cases even where controls and fertilizer use have been put into place. It's it's a, a little thing we call our legacy. We we worry so much about the grandchildren, don't we? With the with the budget deficit and the, and the debt and the thing. Here's what our grandchildren will really thank us for. The nitrates. You're welcome. By the way, the day rates aren't so good either. Now, ladies and gentlemen. It's a smart world after all. It's a smart world after all. It's a smart world after all. It's a smart, smart world. Oh, it's such a smart world. You know, I think this all started with my... The story on this program last week about the uh, advertisers so proud that they were showing menstrual blood on TV. That's whole... Well, you'll see what I'm I'm getting at. Connected sex toys. Yes, why wouldn't you have your sex toy connected to the Internet, I asked. Well, days ago, a Redditor, that is somebody on Reddit, discovered that their LoveSense remote control app was recording audio of a six-minute intimate session between the user and significant other. It happened while they used the app to control the LoveSense vibrator it's paired with. The uh, LoveSense app saved the recording to a local file buried in the phone's phone's media storage. Another commenter claiming to be a LoveSense, sorry, LoveEntz, 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 there's no sense involved, claiming to be a Lovins representative, said these recordings are the result of a, quote, minor software bug. What would be a major bug? Ugh. According to the supposed representative, the bug only affects the Android version of the app. iOS users are unaffected. The issue has been fixed in a later version. The app requests access to a smartphone or a tablet's microphone and video, which are used to send messages in chat, not to record sessions for later. <laughs> Why would you do that? The Redditor admitted to granting the app such access, but only came across the recording when combing through media files. Subsequently, others in the thread found similar audio files on their devices. It's not the first time sex devices have run into trouble for quietly collecting user data, according to Engadget. The makers of the WeVibe... (laughs) Yes, it's a connected vibrator. Why do you ask? Paid out $3.75 million in a class action lawsuit after its app recorded info about users' use habits. You'd pay for those, wouldn't you? That, that data, wouldn't you? Lovence 
asserts on its site that no sensitive data passes through its servers and that all info sent between users is, in is encrypted. Given how fervent sex industries are to embrace teledildonics, there's a new one for all of us, I think. Perhaps users should be wary, says Engadget, about how much of their sensitive data gets transferred when using adult toys. You, you're going to have to exp you're going to have to explain to me. I'm afraid. I'm I'm just going to plead guilty to a certain kind of naivete. You're going to have to explain to me in great detail why any sex toy needs to be connected to the internet. I'm waiting. You know you know where to find me. But first, he's not a general. He commands no troops. He's not an inspector. He peeks at no stoops. He's an inspector general. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, more than two years after the acting head of the Transportation Security Administration in the United States lost his job over security deficiencies at U.S. airports, a new Inspector General's report reveals the problems have continued. It wasn't the guy, it was the thing. The report on covert testing by the Office of Inspector General was delivered in a classified briefing before the House Committee on Homeland Security. It found that about eight of ten tests people from the office successfully evaded airport screeners while carrying banned items. Says the administrator of the TSA, we take the inspector general's findings very seriously and are implementing measures that will improve screening effectiveness at checkpoints. We're focused on staying ahead of a dynamic threat to aviation with continued investment in the workforce, enhanced procedures, and new technologies, unquote. Yes, it sounds like it was written. A couple years ago, the acting TSA head Melvin Carraway was reassigned after reports emerged that covert agents from the IG's office had been able to penetrate TSA checkpoints on 67 occasions while carrying simulated bombs or illegal weapons. The TSA does catch scores of people with weapons, most notably former Trump White House advisor Sebastian Gorka last year in D.C., the Inspector General's report in 2015 said that operatives from the office penetrated airport security about 95% of the time. The administration's budget proposal calls for uh, less money for the TSA next year. Congressmen who attended the hearing this week say maybe not. Maybe, maybe throw money at it. News of Inspectors General. Ladies and gentlemen, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. Pra tocar uma canção assim, parou quando você chegar. Pra fazer você gostar de mim, pra fazer você se apaixonar. Pra regar as flores no jardim, para ouvir sempre que faz calor. Para refrescar num dia azul, tanto faz é uma canção de amor. Tudo bem, não é bossa mambo, rock and roll ou samba jazz. Vai saber Pra tocar uma canção assim Para ouvir quando você chegar Pra fazer você gostar de mim Pra fazer você se apaixonar Pra regar as flores no jardim Para ouvir sempre que faz calor Para refrescar num dia azul Tanto faz é uma canção de amor 
tudo bem Não é bossa, mambo, rock and roll ou samba Vai saber Pro silêncio completar o som Pra torcida quando grita cor Pra galera que só quer viver feliz Pra você que vem dançar no show Pra voltar ao tema no final Pra dizer tudo que eu tinha pra falar Pra tocar uma canção assim Para ouvir quando você chegar Pra fazer você gostar de mim Pra fazer você se apaixonar Pra pegar as flores no jardim Para ouvir sempre que faz calor Para refrescar num dia azul Tanto faz é uma canção de amor Tudo bem Não é passar mambo, rock and roll ou samba Vai saber Silêncio completado o som Pra torcida quando grita cor Pra galera que só quer viver feliz Pra você que vem dançar no show Pra voltar ao tema no final Pra dizer tudo que eu tinha pra falar Pra tocar uma canção assim Para ouvir quando você chegar Pra fazer você gostar de mim Pra fazer você se apaixonar Pra regar as flores no jardim Para ouvir sempre que faz calor Para refrescar um dia azul Tanto faz é uma canção de amor Tudo bem Não é passar mambo, rock and roll ou samba jazz Vai saber From Southern California, this is Le Show. And now, news of Nice Corp. Nice people doing nice things. I, um, I mentioned those Saudi princes who were enjoying life at the Ritz-Carlton on the, on the rough. One of them is a longtime ally of Nice Corp chairman Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch has lost a major ally, reports Bloomberg. 
Saudi Prince Al-Walid bin Talal. Tom, you want to help out? Al-Walid Al-Talal. Thank you. He sold his remaining stake in 21st Century Fox Incorporated. Al-Walid was one of those arrested by Saudi authorities last weekend as part of an anti-corruption crackdown, which has many observers of Saudi Arabia chuckling, because where does that stop? It's a big royal family, babe. He had been, had Al-Walid, Tom? Al-Walid Ben Taral, a shareholder of Murdoch Companies for about two last two decades, when it was good. The holding was uh, just under 5% of Fox voting shares has fallen to zero, according to Bloomberg. Of course, voting shares are the ones you can't have if you invest in in 21st Century Fox. They have a, a setup like that. Murdoch has long counted on Al-Walid's support when challenged over his grip on companies in his empire. The Saudi billionaire, well, maybe he, maybe he can get a mattress into the uh, Ritz-Carlton. So he doesn't have to... I mean, a billionaire, you'd think. He uh, acquired a stake in News Corp, Fox's predecessor, way back in 1997 and publicly backed the Murdoch's family running the company amid the phone hacking revelations six years ago in Britain. Al-Walid was one of the top holders of the Class B shares. Those are the ones that carry voting rights, most of them controlled by guess whose family? He dramatically reduced his holding in Nice Corp almost three years ago, and as ex- that's the um, the sorry the the news side of the of the empire, not 21st Century Fox. That's what he's just sold, but the newspaper side, you know, the New York Post, Wall Street Journal, the Sun in Britain, and. Also, about NiceCorp, former Fox News star Bill O'Reilly had a deal with the 21st Century Fox Network that he couldn't be fired over harassment allegations unless they were proven in court. That's a fresh revelation, according to the Chicago Tribune, that cast out over corporate governance at NiceCorp. O'Reilly's contract said he couldn't be dismissed based on an allegation unless they could find the alligator. No, unless... It was proven in court. An independent Fox director, Jacques Nasser, revealed that fact to the British Competition and Markets Authority, which is looking into Murdoch's attempt to buy the remaining part of Sky TV in uh, Europe that he doesn't already own. O'Reilly has denied all wrongdoing. Fox has been dogged by criticisms over its handling of sexual harassment cl- complaints claims made against O'Reilly and the late Roger Ailes, who ran Fox News. The controversy has weighed on its $15.3 billion bid for the rest of Sky. Competition regulators are reviewing the deal for factors including the Murdoch's adherence to UK broadcast standards. Standards? It's another nail in the standards coffin as far as Fox is concerned, says a professor of communications at the University of Westminster. It speaks volumes about the nature of a company if you can pile up multiple accusations and be protected by such a clause. Unquote. Fox declined to comment. More Nice Corp news. Rumors, well, reports spread this week that the Murdoch Empire was in talks to sell the 21st Century Fox 
movie studio to the Disney company. I would uh, there would be some Fox assets held back the TV network. They still have TV networks, uh, Fox News, Fox Sports, but the studio and a lot of other assets would go over to Disney. The these were talks supposedly initiated by Disney. And later reports said that the talks had uh, broken down. Not that Fox had, just the talks. just want to make that clear. And as you know, Rupert Murdoch is in frequent telephonic contact with his friend, <laughs> President Trump, um, raising some concerns this week because the Justice Department uh, announced in the United States that it may have some problems with the pending loss, uh, pending merger, proposed merger of AT&T and Time Warner, which on CNN, of course, <laughs> President Trump has been uh, voluble in his criticisms of CNN on multiple occasions. The president, <laughs> president, um, is in the middle of a is a historic trip to Asia. Signed a two hundred plus billion dollar deal with China. Although there were some observers who say, "Well, not not all it's crack." Anyway, um, was in Japan, attended the Asia Pacific Economic Conference Summit in Vietnam then is going to uh, the Philippines for the ASEAN summit. He might already be there. His um, former strategic director in the White House, who is now running back running Breitbart, Steve Bannon, announced this week uh, the first anniversary of the president's, <laughs> president's election was now MAGA, MAGA Day, Make America Great Again Day. It's a national holiday, he says. It's, like, it's going to be like Bastille Day. And at the APEC summit, there were rumors that the that, that Trump and uh, Vladimir Putin, who were both attending, would have a meeting of some sort. As it turned out, they, they had a little uh, chat on the sidelines of the get-together, but no, no uh, scheduled meeting, no, no uh, secret session. They were, they were out there in the room just you know, chit-chatting for about five minutes, according to the White House. So that's, that's, um, that's the long version. Here's the short version. This week, for the first time, the show is on the road in Asia. And for the businessman-turned-chief executive, job one is staying on script, even when there is no script. Ah, Mr. Putin. Mr. Trump. What is this? I can't even get you into the boardroom. We differ. You think I'm in your show? I think you're in mine. Okay, fair enough. Look, Vladimir, I like you. Mm. I like the cut of your jib. I like your whole jib. I think you, you're you a very smart man. But, and this is the biggest but since Rosie O'Donnell left The View, I need to get something from you. <laughs> If I thought it would do any good, I would be more than eager to please you. Hey, we get this Russia thing behind us. 
We can have a great Russia thing ahead of us, believe me. So, what can I offer you? You already turned down girls. I need a win. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm anywhere. That's what people on my team do. They help me get wins. It's a big part of my brand. Aside from the billions, which I think you know something about. Well, if you mean by that that, that I really have billions, I do indeed. But I, look, my friend, mm -hmm. you've done deals in Japan and China. Those must be wins for you, otherwise... Some of the people on my team made those deals. Mm. And I can tell you this about the Chinese deal. Mm -hmm. It's full of more baloney than Trump steaks, believe me. So, can you do it? <laughs> Mr. Trump, I've already praised you so much my wife is probably wondering if I'm gay, which in my country is big trouble. Give you some idea. A Russian version of Project Runway is hosted by very straight men. So, what can I do? You could help us with North Korea. Mm. You could help us with Syria. Excuse me, gentlemen. It's time for the group photograph and the funny shirts. Thank you. Such a stupid tradition. So, what do you say? And sanctions on my friends? And uh, on our fine free drug athletes? I mean, uh, drug-free athletes? Part of this deal you want to make? Interesting question. You know what? Let's do the funny shirts. Steve. Outside team leader reporting for duty, sir. Okay. I get it. You're in the Navy. Thank you for your service. Thank you for welding me to a freaking judge with a kitten problem. You have a big, terrifically big challenge this week. Get this guy to quit the race and go back to hanging out at the YWCA. Sir, it's like I told people at the MAGA Day celebration. This is the crap the establishment throws at those of us who challenge it. This is his access Hollywood tape. He's going to survive it exactly the way you survived yours. What? By being a huge television celebrity for a decade and a half? He better hurry up and get a show, right? Steve, I thought you knew better. I think I do. Here's the deal. Trumpism without Trump. It's just ism, and ism isn't. Well, we, we've had this discussion before. I think you radically underestimate the movement. And I think you radically underestimate me. You think Judge Roy could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and not lose any votes? We may be close to finding out. You know, if he loses, he'll be forgotten the next day, at least by Breitbart. If he wins... McConnell starts shaking in his patent leather slippers. Look, you're on this team, right? Yes, sir. You've got a challenge to stay on the team, right? That's the format, yes, sir. Look, I don't care what you do. Get Corey Feldman to rat on him. Do something. Get him off the ticket. Aye, aye, sir. Will you stop with the Navy crap? I told you I had bone spurs. I can't seem to convince him that the uh, movement is bigger than he is. Or that anything else is. Rupert. I called just as soon as I saw the footage of you with Putin. Hey, he pulled me over to talk. No. I couldn't stiff on him. I know, I know. Did you have a pullover talk with uh, anyone else? Yeah, the Philippine guy. D Duterte? Is that it? Duterte? Yeah, show that. Mm. Yeah, we'll find the footage. Yeah, explain who he is, President of Philippinia. Will do. Now look, regarding uh, last week's challenge... I did call the uh, fellow at AT&T. Yeah. He's coming out between 8 and 5 on Tuesday. It's just a little joke. 
I don't get it. I talked to the guy at AT&T. They don't want to sell CNN. And I, I couldn't buy it anyway. Because why? Don't tell me your kids have wrecked the company already. Believe me, that's what I'm scared of. I saw Eric try to read a spreadsheet once. I almost had a heart attack like the world has never seen. I can't own two news networks. Every antitrust lawyer I own tells me that. Disney wanted Fox News so bad they were crapping gold bricks. But they already got ABC. Look, if you sold Fox News to your sons, you could buy CNN. They're not you. That might be this week's challenge. Can you make an offer? He said he's not selling. Yeah, that's what I always said when I wanted the price to go up, believe me. So here's the story. Make it happen. Can you do it? Mr. President, here are two words that aren't in my vocabulary. One of them is no. And what's the other one? Residuals. New team, new tasks, same mission. We're going to make fake news great again. Now, the world is his boardroom via Presidentus. This week, now on Android 2. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the apologies of the week. Actress Lupita Nyong'o says she's disappointed that a uh, British celebrity fashion kind of thing magazine changed her hairstyle to fit their notion of what beautiful hair looks like. The actress posted the original image on Instagram along the, alongside the published version, which appears to show some, some of her hair missing. The UK-based magazine Grazia has apologized. Nyong'o, an Oscar-winning actress for her part in 12 Years a Slave, said, I embrace my natural heritage, and despite having grown up thinking light skin and straight silky hair were the standards of beauty, I now know that my dark skin and kinky, coily hair are beautiful, too. In a statement, Grazia said it was committed to representing diversity and apologized to the actress. It said it did not ask the photographer to alter the image or make the edit itself. Ooh. Kind of mysterious. Deadline Milwaukee, Christy Love. Read headlines from around the globe. TripAdvisor apologizes for deleting users' post about being raped at resort. Then the next day, she saw a statement on LinkedIn from Steve Coffer, CEO of TripAdvisor, saying the company was making improvements, was horrified at what had happened to Love and others, and that travelers should be aware of the incidents. He said the company has apologized to the victim for her experience. She, Christy Love, was outraged. What apology? I've yet to hear a word from TripAdvisor. Certainly not an apology. She elaborated in a letter to Coffer. Not receiving a single phone call or email from your company, my immediate thought was hearsay. It was then brought to my attention this so-called apology was in the form of a press release. Hearsay is the reason TripAdvisor gave dozens of travelers for not publishing their warnings of terrible things that had happened to them or their loved ones at highly rated resorts in Mexico. While the company was publicly apologizing, nobody had actually contacted Love, the woman whose post about being sexually assaulted by a security guard at a resort in Mexico was deleted. Coffer did eventually call Love. For her, it was too little too late. The Tumwater, Washington School District issued an apology after a Confederate flag was displayed during a Veterans Day assembly this week. Fourteen flags were featured in the program, led by leadership students at Bush Middle School. 
which is named after black pioneer George Washington Bush, who with his wife Isabella and their children were among the first settlers in that part of Washington state. The uh, leadership students program included a chronological history of flags from 1775 to the present. One of those flags was a Confederate flag and one of the two students holding the flag was a student of color, according to Tumwater Superintendent John Bash. This leadership student was not assigned to this specific flag, but the student holders got out of order during the program, unquote. Yes, it does sound like school. Bash said he contacted the student's family and apologized. He said the district extends its apology to anyone who was offended. Doesn't believe a Confederate flag should have been at the school in the first place. It was an act of insensitivity, he said. Former Yahoo chief executive Marisa Mayer apologized this week for two massive data breaches at the Internet company blaming Russian agents for at least one of them at a congressional hearing. As a CEO, these thefts occurred during my tenure, and I want to sincerely apologize to each and every one of our users, she told the, told the Senate Commerce Committee, testifying alongside the interim and former CEOs of Equifax. <laughs> they got some apologizing to do, don't they? Unfortunately, says Mayor, while all our measures helped Yahoo successfully de- defend against the barrage of tax by both private and state-sponsored backers, Russian agents intruded on our system and stole our users' data, she said. The, um, According to the FBI special agent in charge, the big breach in 2013 was unrelated to the Kremlin-backed hacking of in, in 2014, which two federal of which federal prosecutors have charged two Russian intelligence agents with engineering. Olympic gymnast Ali Raisman says she is among the young women abused by a former USA gymnastics team doctor, telling 60 Minutes she was 15 when she was first treated by Dr. Larry Nasser. He spent more than two decades working with, working with athletes at USA Gymnastics. He's now in jail in Michigan, waiting sentencing after pleading guilty to possession of child pornography. Raceman, the captain of the 2012 and 2016 Olympic gold medal winning team, is the latest gymnast to claim she was abused by Nasser. Um, another gymnast who won two gold medals and uh, two medals in 2012, as Raceman's teammate said she was mes- molested for years by Nasser. He's awaiting trial on separate criminal sexual conduct charges. Has been sued by more than 125 women alleging abuse. Sounds like Guam. Nasser has pleaded not guilty to the assault charges. She's been highly critical of USA Gymnastics, has Raceman calling for leadership change at the top of the organization. USA Gymnastics launched an independent review of its policies in the wake of the allegations against Nasser, and reporting by the Indianapolis Star that highlighted chronic mishandling of abuse allegations against coaches and staff at some of its more than 3,500 clubs across the country. The organization said in a statement to 60 Minutes, it is very sorry that any athlete has been harmed we want to work with Ali and all interested athletes to keep athletes safe. And we'll try to use athletes more frequently in our sentences going forward. Fox News host, now we get to the Weinstein effect portion of the apologies. Fox News host Sean Hannity has apologized for misspeaking while discussing allegations that a U.S. Senate candidate in Alabama sexually molested a 14-year-old girl nearly 40 years ago. This would be Judge Roy Moore. As I said on TV tonight, I apologize when I misspoke 
and I was not totally clear earlier today. My comments on the topic of Judge Moore were clear and unambiguous if people would do their own research and reporting. People need to listen to the totality of my remarks if they care about the truth, says Sean Hannity. Gee, that's a, that's a, that's a high, bird, high bar you're setting there, baby. He was on the receiving end of a barrage of criticism after the airing of his radio show in which he appeared amid crosstalk to say that alleged relations between Judge Moore and the 14-year-old were consensual. He later clarified on his television show that he was referring to the claims that Moore had pursued relationships with 17- and 8-year-old girls. After apologizing for misspeaking, did Hannity? Many of his fiercest critics in the media backtracked on their criticism of the comments. Jake Tapper of CNN deleted some of his tweets on the subject, or detweeted some of his leads. A board member of the Israeli private intelligence group Black Cube, not a rapper, apologized on Thursday for his firm's work on behalf of Harvey Weinstein, said it would not have assisted the disgraced producer if it had known it was helping suppress sexual assault allegations against him. If we had known this from the beginning, God forbid we wouldn't have taken the job, said Asher Tischler. I apologize for taking the job. When we took the job, we had no idea this was going on, he added. Tischler also apologized to the women who have alleged they were harassed by Weinstein. Quote, we apologize to everyone who was hurt by this. He says, Black Cube employs many women and says the company was also hurt by the scandal. I was hurt and you were hurt in the same measure. Black Cube will donate its $1.3 million fee from the Weinstein gig to women's causes. Unspecified? You get to define what a woman's cause is. A woman's cause is in the home, I think. Reports that comedian Louis C.K. has been accused of inappropriate behavior by at least five women have prompted an apology from the creator of a popular sitcom. Mike Schur, who created Parks and Recreation, said he was sorry for casting the comedian in early seasons of the show, which ended in 2015. He played an early love interest of Leslie Nope, who was played by Amy Poehler, appearing in six episodes. This report does not point out that Louis C.K. and Polar shared the same manager. That might be why he got the part. But anyway, Schur says, I don't remember when I heard the rumors about him, but I'm sure it was before the last time he was on Parks and Rack. And that sucks, and I'm sorry. Unquote. Mike Schur. And, of course, Louis C.K. has um, issued a public apology after privately apologizing to several of the victims of his behavior years after it occurred. His uh, written statement this week said, the allegations are all true, mainly focusing on behavior in which he either locked young comedians or other people in the comedy biz in a dressing room or room or uh, just happened to uh, stroll by, take his clothes off, and, sorry, New York Times, fondle himself for their uh, for their whatever. The apologies of the week, ladies and gentlemen, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. And there's only one song that can follow all that.
Ladies and gentlemen, now just briefly news of our friend, the Adam. California, leading in so many ways, may be leading in this one, too. California's last nuclear power plant, Diablo Canyon. Diablo, of course, means devil. <laughs> Why do they call it that? Maybe one step closer to closing. The California Public Utilities Commission issued a proposed decision this week that would approve plans by Diablo Canyon's owner, Pacific Gas and Electric, to shut it down when the operating licenses expire in 2024 and 2025. Get your nuclear-powered electricity, you know, soon, before it runs out. A majority of the commission's five voting members must approve of, of the plan before it can take effect. A vote could come as early as December 14th. Or Diablo Canyon sits on a coastal bluff 
over San Luis Obispo. It has been the focus of protests since long before it started operation, way back in 1985, due to the fact that it sits on a maze of earthquake faults, all of them discovered, oh gee, after the construction began. PG&A, the power company, had been weighing whether to extend the plant's federal operating licenses for another two decades. It studied California's electricity market, which is adding renewable power quite rapidly. The company concluded Diablo Canyon would soon become uneconomical to run, you see. Instead of trying to extend the plant's licenses, PG&E reached an agreement last year with environmental and labor groups to close it down and replace some of the electricity it generates with renewable power and energy efficiency measures. Well, that's just, you know, a feel-good thing. That's what Dick Cheney once said. Proponents of nuclear power who consider the technology essential to fighting global warming mobilized unsuccessfully to save the plant. California's last nuclear power plant may be shutting down within the lifetime of those still alive. Clean, cheap, safe. Too expensive to meter, our friend the atom. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this week's edition of the show. The program returns next week at the same time over these same stations. Join me back here where you are right now. And it'll be just like more Harvey Weinsteins making their bow upon the public stage. If you'd agree to join with me then, would you? Already, thank you very much. Uh huh. A tip of the show chapeau to the San Diego, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Exile and Hawaii desks. Thanks, as always, to Pam Halstead and to Jenny Lawson. Somewhere in space for help with today's broadcast. The email address for this program, a playlist of the music heard here on. Your chance to get Cars I Talk t-shirts. Wow. Surprise all your Thanksgiving guests with those. All at harryshearer.com. And me. I'm on the Twitter at the Harry Shearer. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans, flagship station of the Change is Easy radio network. 
So long from the home of the homeless.